0: Hi, my name is Michaela Lopez and I am the host for the OOFSA podcast. In this episode, we had a conversation with the teams behind the films Eggshells and Broken Castle. We would like to acknowledge that this show is being recorded on the unceded, occupied, ancestral, and traditional lands of the Musqueam people. First up, you'll hear from the team behind Eggshells.
1: Hi, I'm Ian. I'm the producer on Eggshells.
2: Hi, I'm Sarah, and I'm the writer-director for Eggshells.
1: Hi, I'm Sean,
3: and I'm the cinematographer for Eggshells.
2: Hi, my name is Emily, and I'm a producer on Eggshells.
0: Fantastic. Okay, so, uh, what inspired you to write Eggshells?
2: Um, I guess uh, I really like fantasy films, Mm -hmm. and I wanted to write uh, something that, like, involved fantasy, but was still, like, feasible to make as a student production. I guess, like, some of the film is sort of, I guess, inspired by real experience. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's a, it's a film about a girl who believes that she's a changeling. Oh, and, like, okay. I know when I was in fifth grade, um, a teacher that I had gave me a book about changelings, and, like, I thought that was, just, like, super interesting. So, yeah, I guess I wanted to, like, write something to explore, like, the mythology of changelings and, like, how that kind of can impact a little kid. Mm-hmm. Amazing, because, like, I, as a kid, I know I was super inspired by kind of,
0: I, I don't want to say lore, but, like, I, I, my mom bought me those wizardology books, like, the big blue mm. ones with, like, yeah. hardcovers, so, like, I mean, I, I don't know too much about eggshells, but can you just go over a little plot summary of what it is, but without giving
2: spoilers? Okay, um, yeah, so it's about a little 11-year-old girl named Ellie, and she... Kind of feels distant, like, from her family and from her peers at school. Mm -hmm. And she finds a book of fairy tales and finds out about changelings. And she, like, becomes convinced that she could be one. Mm. So she kind of goes on this journey to try to, like, figure herself out through, like, this fairy mythology. Okay, cool.
0: So what I'm sensing is it's kind of, like coming-of-age story, but also with changings and this kind of wizardology background. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Okay, fantastic. So, I mean, that's interesting to me, but why did you guys get interested in it and wanted to work on it?
3: Yeah, when I first read her um, screenplay at the Writing 306 workshop, I was pretty... I was really into, like, um, fantasy in, mm-hmm. the, in the beginning, Like ever since I wanted to do cinematography um, I was pretty inspired by the visual, by the visual imagery of like, um, fan- in fantasy movies mm-hmm. like Pants Labyrinth or, um, The NeverEnding Story. Mm-hmm. But, um, I never thought about like having that as my first project for, um, as my first DP project. Mm-hmm. And so when I first read Sarah's, um, story, i f- I thought of it as like really beautiful and like, um. Yeah, I, I just I just thought of it as like We just something moved amazing. to
0: work on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah I
3: I felt like I I felt this like real connection with the Ellie character you know, throughout the story and I thought, Oh my gosh, it would be amazing if I like if I shot this project
4: mm-hmm. like
3: and tried to like make it come to life. And so yeah, got the opportunity to do that. So
1: it's like pretty amazing. You know?
0: Nice. Okay. And how about you, Ian?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I, I loved the script, uh, when I read it. And mm-hmm. um it's also like in the genre that I really like, like fantasy and coming of age. It's uh like movies that I grew up really inspired by. Mm-hmm.
5: So I yeah. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> this is very easy for me. Um it was definitely the writing. Like the second after I read the script, I like messaged Sarah and I was like, yeah. Let me be your producer, please, please give this to me. I need this. Um, <laughs> she's a beautiful writer and she really she writes in a very magical way. Like mm-hmm. as we've talked about before, um, there isn't a lot of magic per se, like magical elements throughout the story, but there's always this this feel of magic, this mm-hmm. like magical element that is touched upon throughout the film, even though not a lot of magic things are happening around our main character. And I think it's very beautifully woven throughout the piece. Um, I just loved Eggshells, everything about it, and I had to be a part of it. Okay, fantastic. So I mean,
0: for this film, I I, I kind of inserted that coming-of-age thing, or is it really a coming-of-age story?
2: I wouldn't say it's, like, mainly a coming-of-age story, but I think it definitely has, like, elements of of Mm coming-of-age.
0: Okay, so what is our reaction to your main character? Are we supposed to kind of laugh at her a little bit, or are we supposed to be kind of a little deeply, be a little bit disturbed or perturbed by the fact that, like, oh, she might be a changeling, or what is
2: the tone that you want us to take away from this? Um, I mean, she's definitely meant to be a sympathetic character for Mm -hmm. the audience, Mm -hmm. um... guess yeah i don't know i think the story is like fairly relatable to a wider audience Mm -hmm. because it's Mm -hmm. mainly about like trying to figure yourself out and understand yourself as you're growing up Mm -hmm. so yeah i think she's a fairly relatable character and i'd hope that people could like see some of themselves in her Mm -hmm. of course and so
0: for this film you guys draw on pan's labyrinth and *Neverending story and other fantasy works but was there anything else that kind of visually informed the look of this film
3: I think it's about, I think it's the book that she would that she reads throughout the story. Mm-hmm. Um, that um, maybe that that is kind of my basis of like playing all the shots because um, all the book contains a lot about um, imagery of fairies and um, fairies in the forest itself. Mm-hmm. That it made me um, plan ahead of like what the forest scene is going to be about and like what the classroom is going to look like or um, how we set up the bed how set up um, certain bedroom scenes and whatnot, mm-hmm. and it also form, informed me about the color palettes that I would use for it, um, which is basically, like, very saturated, I guess. And I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, it's pretty soft. Of it's like, it's a yeah, yeah, soft. yeah.
0: So, like, this kind of dreamy, kind of earthy palette going on? Or mm-hmm, even mm-hmm. you use saturated, do you mean, like, very kind of bright, punchy primary colors, or I'm kind of unsure what the vibe is here?
1: Um, What do you guys... The film kind of goes, like... Like it's warm, for the most part, mm-hmm. and at and at the end, um, for like the climatic sequence, that's um, we bring up like all the cold colors, like mm-hmm. it's like lots of blue hues.
0: Oh, so you said that you are heavily inspired by, or you're kind of pivoting it around the book that the main character. What was the main character's name again? Oh, her name's Ellie. Ellie. Okay. Uh, the main character Ellie's kind of book where she finds out she's a changeling. But was there any outside sources that you guys went to for the kind of aesthetic of this film?
2: Uh, For visuals, we were definitely looking at like a lot of 80s fantasy movies. Mm -hmm. Like I think he said uh, The NeverEnding Story Mm -hmm. uh, and like Labyrinth and Legend, I think were the main ones that we were looking at. Okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is kind of an ambitious project for you guys to take on, especially if you want that.
0: Or did you find that this kind of fantasy aesthetic was particularly difficult to achieve?
1: Um, I feel like a lot of the magic like like the fantasy elements in the film are uh, mostly like seen through the book or like inferred. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't really see like we don't explicitly see much like fantasy elements or magic ah, okay. until like the very end of the film. Mm-hmm. So um, I think I think Sarah did a great job of like inferring a lot of things instead of like showing them. So um, it wasn't really much of a challenge in that sense but um uh, the biggest challenge was like just getting all the locations that we needed because mm. um we needed some pretty uh, ambitious locations.
0: Like so. cool. okay, n- uh, without giving any spoilers, because I know yeah. Vancouver's kind. Of, Even UBC is kind of a beautiful place, and to find mm-hmm. difficult locations to film like these fantasy shots must have been hard. But what kind mm-hmm. of locations did you guys choose? Uh, well,
2: we were shooting in um, an elementary school for mm-hmm. a day. Which was pretty hard to get permissions for, mm-hmm. um, and we were shooting in Pacific Spirit Forest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay.
3: yeah, we had to find a right location at, around Pacific Spirit uh, Forest to um, for our actors to like roam around, and kind of want that to somewhat relate back to like the book that she's reading.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I mean, other than kind of finding the location for this film to be set, what was the hardest part about filming it?
1: like the creative process or like, like just <laughs> like a anything, production like or, or, anything
0: that what yeah. was like the hardest thing what was things that you, like, you just couldn't stand but you just kind of had
1: to grit your th- teeth through oh I think um because we we were only able to shoot at the school for one day mm-hmm. and um we had a lot of uh shots so that was um that was a little bit stressful um mm-hmm. we managed to get everything we needed um yeah. which was great um
5: yeah we definitely yeah. had like a really tough <clears throat> schedule um, and we had to end up cutting a, a lot of shots down, mm-hmm. um, but like everything that we got, like was well orchestrated. So that even though we cut out some shots, we still have like a really beautiful film set out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that like that was probably the most difficult part. We worked together really well, and there wasn't a lot of difficulties. Yeah. Like I think I remember saying, "Everything works out for us all the time," and that was like yeah. a quote <laughs> of the day. <laughs> uh, we just worked really well together, so there wasn't a lot of difficulties around the creative process per se.
0: Okay, that's fantastic to hear that you guys are kind of a really good team. You guys have one more producer uh, than most teams, as I understand. Yeah, that's probably why. Yeah, (laughs) Just another buffering person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what do you want people to
2: take away from watching Eggshells? Um, I think I kind of covered this with, like, how I'd like the audience to feel about Ellie as a Mm -hmm. protagonist. But, yeah, like, I think... It'd be great to know that people saw the film and kind of came away from it feeling like they could see themselves in the film. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that it was like, I guess, sort of felt genuine to the experience of like being a kid and growing up.
3: Yeah, pretty much.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'll assume that. Sorry. (laughs) I
5: agree. I think it's it's like a really powerful story. Um, And it takes a look at childhood that I feel like a lot of people don't tend to look at. It's not Mm. extremely nostalgic in a sense. It's very much about... I don't know how many, I don't know if this is spoilers. Um but <laughs> a girl who's isolated but she, she she takes a part in her own isolation. Mm-hmm. Um it's not just like romanticizing how people treat someone badly, it's also about how you can also be a part of your own isolation, which I think is a very interesting take on childhood. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. Sarah did very beautifully.
2: Okay,
0: thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um so Where can people find you guys on social media, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter for eggshells? I'm just uh, going to be millennial and (laughs) let people know that you guys do have social media presence. Uh,
1: Well, for starters, uh, you can like our Facebook page. It's eggshells short film on Facebook.
0: TM.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Are we trademarked? Are we? We should be trademarked on it. Yeah, let's let's insert a film.
0: (laughs) Is there anywhere else that we can find you other than Facebook? Instagram?
3: So um, we don't have a page on Instagram. Okay. Oof. Yeah, <laughs> like, we, I don't know. Like
5: it's okay to say. Yeah, our Facebook yeah, page has a lot of the information. Facebook. Um, we have our poster that's recently gone up, which is awesome. Sean mm-hmm. oh, did it, and it's oh. really, really beautiful. And we having um, a yeah. teaser
1: coming up soon as well. So look forward to that.
5: You can follow like the POV main Instagram. mm-hmm That's a good one to follow for nice stills of us doing our thing. Oh, fantastic.
0: Okay, cool. So we've gotten a very brief overview of where to find you guys on the internet at all. (laughs) Um, So before we say goodbye and before we kind of like end off, uh, I'm going to ask you one question. And that question is, if you can describe eggshells in three words, or if you want, you can do it one word each, uh, what would it be? I surprise everyone with this question, and then it's the (laughs) exact same reaction.
5: Do you want to do, like, one word per person?
3: Yeah, I
0: guess
5: Narrow it down so that there's nobody being copycats?
3: (laughs) Um, I guess you could say it's ecstatic. Oh, no.
5: (laughs) We're going to edit that that
3: (laughs) one. What? No. Okay, whatever.
5: Can I do, like, one word that's, like, hyphenated? Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll say something special.
2: I I'd like to think it's honest.
1: Um, I guess I'd say it's magical.
2: Okay, fantastic.
0: Alright, so you can catch eggshells at the POV festival on April 28th. And hopefully it goes really well. I'm really excited to see your work.
1: Yeah, we're, the, uh, we're opening the festival. so.
5: Oh, wow. Yeah. Big pressure. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we saw the list and we were like, what have they done? <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, well, thank you for coming here today to record with us. And thank you for talking about it. It was really a pleasure to talk to you all. Yeah, thank, you yeah, yeah, thank, you, thank, thank you for having us. Thank you for
3: having
0: us. Next up, we're talking to the team behind Broken Castle.
6: i the producer of The Broken
7: Castle. I'm James Ryan, I'm the production designer. I'm Luke Strahmals, the cinematographer.
8: And I'm Kate Smith, and I'm the writer and director of Broken Castle. And together you're the team of Broken Castle. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, I haven't heard much about your production. Could you mind giving me a little summary of what it's about? Yeah, so it is a short um, eight-minute film set in 1940s London during the London Blitz. Um, and it centers on the story of Lottie and her mother. Lottie's a young girl and they're sheltering in their bomb bunker from a nighttime air raid. And in order to shelter from the harsher realities outside, they're um, creating a, a fairy tale world for themselves. Cool. So by
0: 1940s London are we talking like picky blinders, like,
8: um, What's very much like wartime, so it's all set inside a bomb bunker, ah, okay. Um, and it's just the two of them in their bomb bunker um, interacting and creating this new world to get away from the realities around them. Oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, I
0: get fantastic in the most literal sense. <laughs> um, so who is the writer for this? It I'm was yourself. Writer. Perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so what inspired you to write this?
8: Um, I've always been really fascinated with um, England um, and English history and uh, wartime England has always really pulled me in because I have a lot of uh, history there with my family Um, and I really wanted to make a film centered on strong female characters Mm -hmm. um, and focus on the bond between a mother and daughter so I really uh, modeled that bond on actually the one that my mom and I have. Because oh, um, I actually grew up with her telling lots of fairy tales back and forth and I modeled the mother character very much on uh, My own fearless mother.
0: Oh cool. Mm-hmm. So I mean with what what kind of tone did you want your script to have?
8: Ultimately, um, I wanted it to be both showing um, The strength that like women can have in a time of need and showing just like the strong mother-daughter connection and really highlighting um, female strength as well as um, reflecting a bit of the impact of war on the innocent and showing like a one family's story of how they were impacted by such a big thing.
0: That's a lot of stuff. That's (laughs) an That's very (laughs) ambitious. Yeah, there's a lot going on. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, okay, so what inspired all of you to work with her?
4: Well, um, I felt like I actually approached Kate before the winners, I guess, were decided. Mm -hmm. And I really liked her vision and her style of it because it fit with stuff that I would want to make, and then she said yes, and then she got me. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I was really happy with with that, even seeing, like, she's the one that I would have wanted to work with in that script, and it was just,
7: yeah. Nice. That. Cool. I was really eager to work on it. Um, when we were pitching, I also pitched a period piece, and seeing Kate's, it was actually, like, one of my first choices, uh, one of my top choices. I actually ranked yours higher than mine, and I was I was like I really want to work on this. And the fact that it was set in like one room in a in an enclosed set was so intimate, and I was like, I could totally I could totally jive with
4: Any this. And you had a lot of stuff to do with the whole building yeah. an entire bunker like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
7: it's a lot of things. It was really fun.
6: Uh, for me, um, Kate approached me in that sense because it was more story about the woman, and, like. Girls, so if she kind of needed the woman producer or like the person who can like have a con like ha- can contact with the woman in more like in feminine view, I'll say more because we have like production designer and MDOP was the men, so she, when we actually had some like had to talk with the kids or the her mother, it's more so it's more natural to mm-hmm. talk with them, a little bit more intimate yeah, as well, I right.
0: would assume. Yeah. Okay, cool. I mean, so with this team, you're the other team that has four people. So I'm wondering why was there a production designer on this team?
7: Um, I mean, ours was really the only uh, crew where we had to build the entire set from Mm -hmm. the ground up. We actually filmed in the film production studio. So uh, we had to design the entire room from like the floor to the walls, uh, furnish it with basically everything that we we would go and... Uh, search in prop houses and find Yikes. like everything Yikes. so it was kind of like building a really big diorama and then like <laughs> it, w- it was interesting because you could zoom in on like the smallest stuff where um, big, like the placement of everything was our decision it was really uh, yeah. mm-hmm. really intensive but really really fun really rewarding
8: yeah so it was definitely very essential for um, us to have a full-time production designer which mm-hmm. was James like constantly working on the building of the physical sh- shelter itself and designing the interior because um, that was our whole, our whole set. So we managed to pull it off because of James. Wow. Okay. Oh, I'm getting
0: scared by your project. It sounds like <laughs> it sounds like a ton of work. Like, how long did you guys? How long did it take you to kind of get everything set up?
8: Um, I think it was two months of pre-production before the shooting dates. Okay.
7: About that. Yeah, about two months of uh, building. Mm-hmm. We spent
8: yeah. a couple of
4: days before um, principal shooting before. We, we had to actually set it up
7: and get ah, everything okay. in over a couple of days. Yeah. Paint everything? Yeah, mm-hmm. paint everything, bring it over, set it all up a couple of days before. It probably took like six hours to set the setup.
0: Yeah. I don't envy you at all. That's <laughs> awful. That's an awful time. <laughs> so, what inspired the visuals of the film? What, what inspired the aesthetic of it?
8: Um, Originally, when I was first uh, writing the script and pitching the script, my ideas um, came a little bit visually from the film Room, Mm -hmm. um, because that's another film that's set only in one physical room, and it has two characters, and it creates such a dynamic environment between them, so I was very much trying to replicate that in a sense so that we could still have a dynamic environment in such a small space, and also um, atonement for the more 1940s aesthetic is where started off at but then it's kind of morphed into our own thing since with Luke's help. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. And for the set, what kind of, I mean, what was the kind of look that you want to go with the kind of bomb bunker kind of area?
7: Yeah, uh, I know we definitely wanted to get as close to the actual, I mean, what, what were they called? The Anderson shelters? Yeah. Which the is Anderson the actual, bunker. Uh, the, uh, they were kind of like military issue, like standard issue uh, shelters that families would have in England at that time and they would just like dig up a hole in their garden and like build it and most families had these at that time so we were trying to follow that as closely as possible because uh, I mean it really lended itself well to like the enclosed like the almost claustrophobic like the intimate setting but mm-hmm. for the sake of aesthetic we had to kind of upgrade a bit mm-hmm.
4: from the standard military <laughs> yeah. very tiny but we wanted like a middle class room underground mm. essentially but so we we, uh, compromised. we jazzed it up.
8: Yeah. Well, we did. Uh, okay. Yeah, fair. And they brought in their own um, homey kind of things into there. Yeah. Um, we had like very nice blankets and rugs um, to make it like a little home and little Santa. cozy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fair. Mm-hmm. But, like when I first heard of your pitch, I was kind of thinking Guillermo del
0: Toro's The Devil's Backbone. Uh, if you've seen that, where it's still like this kind of, I think it's set in the same time period. It's very orange. And it's, there's like the the huge centerpiece is this bomb that hasn't gone off in the middle. Mm. Um, But what is the color palette? Or what are the, I guess specifically what I'm asking is what are the visual inspirations of this film? Did you guys draw any inspiration from other visual media?
4: For the shooting style, I took a lot from the room because it Mm -hmm. was two characters, it was intimate. Um, I like a lot of kind of steady things, just kind of floating around, nothing that takes away from. The, the actors and the talent mm-hmm. um, for the looks. It was kind of just a mix, but also seeing the materials we had and the set we had. I took some stuff from that Harry Potter scene with them in the, in the tent, and the dancing, because oh. that was a nice, um, it was dark, it was, the colors are pretty much just a deep green and the, the lights are like lantern fire lights and that's a and little bit of moonlight and that's kind of, we, we kind of stuck to that for the whole thing.
0: Okay, it was, cool. I'm kind of interested to what it would look like because I'm a person that's like, ooh, pretty colors. Like, I gotta see it now. That's what I'm doing right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it works out. So, mm-hmm. so with this huge project, what would be the most difficult part of, you know, making
8: this as a team or individually? I'd say pre-production was the hardest part for all of us in that we had to build the physical shelter and we also um, had to cast a child actress. How did you do that? a British accent. <clears throat> so um, that was a long process. Cindy... Yeah took over that on um, finding um actresses and we had to find um someone who was short too so that they would fit um like look good in the size of the shelter we were building
6: mm-hmm.
8: um so we managed to find abby our lead actress and she was incredible but if you want to talk about yeah
6: um so finding like adult actresses were not that hard because lots of people just contacted us through the uh, vancouver Actors guide mm-hmm. the website but the kids um there were many like studios in the Vancouver like child actors actresses studios so I had to like contact each studio whether they have um, whether they're interested in, in like student films to like act in student films mm-hmm. but they didn't really have an access to it I think well they can like click it but it's like their mother has to have some like kind of info about it first mm-hmm. so it was easier for me to just call them just like oh there's an edition coming this Sunday if any of the actors are interested in can you guys just try it out and just like do stuff for us and there were lots of people who contacted us but it was kind of weird but because we got the actors from the Vancouver Actors Guide, the first website we put the audition like like info on so mm-hmm. well, it, it worked out that way but yeah, finally we got the yeah. best actors we were following. Yeah, I managed to
8: find a mm, perfect, perfect little 9 year old <laughs> <laughs>
0: who killed it with the British accent <laughs> how hard is it to find a little kid who can do a great British accent in Vancouver? very very difficult, okay. I think she was the only one
8: <laughs> <laughs> okay
7: hmm
0: I'm just trying to think of it because I'm really bad at accents, but uh, I don't want to try it out on the air either. (laughs) Um, Is there anything else that was kind of difficult uh, while shooting for the production? Or is it just all pre-production that was kind of the nitty gritty of it all?
4: I I think that um, our hard work in pre-production really paid off because all of us um, visualized what would have happened and what was going to happen and what what, what, would have gone wrong beforehand. We, we all had big binders and big lots of papers, ideas. and it, it all did pay off because we were ready for a lot of things, and it actually went really smoothly, and I was really happy with what it was like on set.
8: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the shooting days definitely went like super smoothly. I rehearsed with the actors a lot beho- beforehand. I think mm-hmm. I held three full rehearsals with them um, to make sure that they were ready set on the day, especially because I had a child actress that was necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, But we did, like, working with a child actress had guidelines too, so we could only shoot for eight-hour days and we would have to take breaks every 45 minutes for her. So we had to schedule around that, which Cindy um, did a really good job about because it managed to work really well and we got all of her breaks in and met all of the child actor guidelines. Mm -hmm. So I'm just more interested in the kind of dynamic that your two
0: main actors have, the child actor and Abby that you said. Mm -hmm. Um, So what were you looking for in them? Or what were the kind of aspects that you were auditioning for?
6: Uh, For me, I think, I don't know if it's the same with Kate or not, Mm -hmm. but, like, because I'm not really British or any, I don't know any (laughs) British accents. I cannot look for the British accents, so I just focus on her, like, personality, I'll Mm -hmm. say. Like, I was looking for a really smart girl who knows what she's doing, and Abby was perfect, because she was like, oh, she read the script perfectly, although she was kind of like, oh, can I see the script again? But she knows what she was saying, Uh and she knows the, like, what situation she was in. So, like, um, her mother was, oh, she she really likes acting and stuff, but she was like, yeah, I really like acting, I really want to do this. She had, like, passion for the films, Uh so I just like, oh my gosh, she's the one that will do well in our film. Mm
8: -hmm. And then Christina as well, um, who played the mother, we um, found her, and she just... Delivered the script with such emotionality and there was so much character behind it when in her auditions and with Abby as well They both were able to just really Pull off the emotionality of the script because Mm -hmm. it is quite sad and there is a lot of serious aspects to it and they both were very mature and really um, were able to convey just the strength of the characters in such an amazing way so and then um The rehearsals between them really helped because they developed a relationship between one another Mm -hmm. and became really comfortable with one another which was great because it really did seem like a mother and daughter.
0: That sounds so cool. Mm
8: -hmm. I mean for in the film do the two characters have a particularly close relationship or does it kind of stray in the middle? Um, It is a very close relationship Mm -hmm. between them um, and the mother is very much inspiring uh, bravery in Lottie. Um, Lottie is the character's name Mm -hmm. Um, and she's really Trying to encourage her to um, be okay. I can spoil the film for you. you oh remember. my gosh! You don't want to do that. Okay. Okay. And just inspire her to be brave and to um, know that she'll be she'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And are there certain
0: aspects of the cinematography and the set that kind of, other than the kind of co- the cozy aspects like the carpets and the blanket, is there anything film-wise that emphasizes this type of relationship?
4: Um, everything, we tried to keep it really tight, Mm -hmm. um, we would just, we would take out one of the walls and we'd set up a tight shot, like if it was a single, we'd set up a tight shot on a dolly and just have them run through as much of it as they could, Mm -hmm. and we would just kind of follow around them, and, um, it did make it feel really small, but it made them feel really close because they would sometimes come into each other's shots and it would, um, yeah, it would bring them together, but we definitely shot a lot so that we could have this option later.
0: Okay, cool. Um, I guess one of the final questions or penultimate question I will ask you is what do you want the audience to take away from this film? Um,
8: I want them to take away uh, some of the things that I said earlier about the like, strong relationship between a mother and daughter and just um, be inspired by the female strength in the film and mm-hmm. take notice a bit on the impact of War on the Innocent.
4: Yeah,
7: um, yeah, she said it. <laughs> I'd like them to take away, uh, I, guess, I guess, the sense of the movie, like the atmosphere too, just like to leave a lasting impression.
6: Mm-hmm. I also, uh, I think I'm more with James, but like, uh, it's because it's a tight space, maybe we, we can like now form more focus on the characters more than the actual situations, like the wars and stuff, but like, it's more about the story of two young women, a young child and young mother just having small, like really great relationships. So I hope they can like connect with their own mother experience, like Kate did uh-huh. with her experiences.
0: Okay, and so is this film kind of for all audiences, mm-hmm. or do you expect it more to resonate with kind of like a, as a family film or something more dramatic than that?
4: I think everybody could relate some way or another.
8: Family.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, is there anywhere folks and our listeners can find you on social media? Or on your social media, oh my gosh.
6: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh well we have a Broken Castle Facebook page. Mm-hmm. If you like typing Broken Castle into Facebook. Broken okay. Castle
0: Singular. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, you'll
6: find it. And we also have an Instagram account of Broken Castle and mm-hmm. you can find us there. I, I think, think
8: Broken Castle Film. Yeah, Broken Instagram. Castle Film.
6: And there's also a POV website that it's up now and it will has like this really brief synopsis of the film and like a small screenshot of mm-hmm. it. So please check that out.
8: What can people find on your Instagram? Um, Posts about behind-the-scenes stills from the film as well as um, coming-soon stills from the film and a teaser trailer. Okay, fantastic. So, listeners,
0: don't forget to follow the team of Broken Castle um, all on Facebook, Instagram, and the website.
6: The POV website. POV website, there we go, awesome. And on
0: the POV website, you can also see the dates for the POV Film Festival on April 28th and 29th where you can catch their film, Broken Castle. I'm very excited to see it and see all the work that you guys put into your set production. And the two actresses, I'm kind of into watching films with very strong, intimate, like feminine kind of relationships. Um, And I haven't seen that quite yet in the student production. So I'm going to be super, super hyped for it. (laughs) Um, Before I leave you today and before you leave me, uh, what is one word that you would want to use to summarize Broken Castle?
8: I (laughs) could use uh, bravery as one word to summarize the film. Uh, Emotion.
0: Intimate.
6: I'll use woman.
8: Okay,
0: fantastic. So don't forget to watch Broken Castle. And thank you so much for interviewing with me today. And I hope you have a lovely day.
5: Thank you. Thank Thank you you so much.